But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. I'm your host, Cody Ryan. Here with my co-host as always, Bobby Royale. How's it doing, Bobby? Doing okay. I'm uh, sitting on the couch watching college football. Um, so it almost feels like a normal Saturday. Despite, I mean, the Army is ranked like number 22 in the country, so obviously things are kind of fucked up. But like, if you can ignore that, it feels almost normal. Yeah, I mean, you think with all the money that they get funding-wise, they'd be higher. Uh, but anyway, um, so today's episode uh, is going to be a little bit heavier on my side um, and a little bit heavier in general. So uh, before we begin, we just want to do a little bit of a, a content slash trigger warning to say we will be talking about depression and unfortunately suicide. Uh, no active suicides happen so no worries there uh just ideation and thoughts so uh before we get into it um so getting back to our roots baby yeah we're getting back to the old days of trauma um but i think what we really want to uh you know talk about is an experience that i had to go through that i had to deal some crappy stuff but like overall it was like a good thing and like it was completely under doctor's order and supervision and understanding and stuff like that. So like, it's just one of those unfortunate sides of mental health sometimes. Um, so I don't want anybody to take like my story to be like a, uh, like cautionary tale of like any particular drug or anything like that. But I will mention the specific things that happened. So today's episode is, a. Uh, Sad Cody episode. Bah, 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 bah. I can actually do a. Uh... <laughs> Probably get banned for okay, that. You can do that. <laughs> I do have that soundboard there. Are my um, vocal are my vocal impressions of mixtape sounds not good enough for you? You need to use the soundboard. Kind of Stop it! Get some help. Yes. <laughs> No. Do you, just, uh, do you just play that for yourself at various times throughout the day? Yeah, totally. When I'm at work, I just play it. And then my boss is like, what the fuck was that? And then they tell me to stop working for that. No, I don't. This is for like my streams and stuff. I just happened to use it this time for also talking to you. Um, but yeah, so today's episode, uh, I want to give Bobby as much um, space to ask questions and really stop me in my track so uh he can kind of get an understanding but it's going to be kind of my story a little bit of uh transitioning from one drug to another now usually in the past that's been pretty easy for me uh because i've been taking a lot of drugs that are similar where i can basically cold turkey stop one and pick up the other and not have withdrawal symptoms because the new drug uh basically fills that gap of the last drug and then not even have um adjustment symptoms because of uh basically the fact that i've already adjusted to that drug before now usually when you switch drugs to mental health you will still have some kind of symptoms when you adjust what makes this a little bit more unique is that i had to um wean off of one of my drugs because of a drug interaction would have been dangerous with my new drug uh, so I had to wean off Cymbalta just so I could start taking Effexor. Uh, nobody told me that weaning off Cymbalta is the worst thing that's ever happened. Um, okay, and what is Cymbalta for? Cymbalta is my like, antidepressant. It, that's just all okay. it does. And, um, <laughs> that's all? Well, I mean... Like, there's some drugs that, I mean, sure it does, like, multiple things in what it says, but, like, I take, I guess I can say, like, all the drugs I take. I take um, 
lithium, which is for my uh, bipolar disorder, um, because my lithium levels literally like they tested in my blood and they're low and they're like, all right, take more lithium. Uh, I take clonopin for anxiety and I take that multiple times a day for my anxiety. Uh, and then when you take an antidepressant, you kind of expect like there to be like, you know, other parts of it where like maybe your anxiety would go down because of that. Like when I took uh, my first ever antidepressant, I actually had less anxiety, but the same amount of depression. Like it was weird. Uh, And it's just like, you have to keep trying these different drugs. So this is, this is like almost the seventh antidepressant I've been on. God, it's so, I think we talked about this with Max a little bit, um, but the way that prescribing like medication um, for mental health stuff is like so much more of an art than a science. It's like still wild to me. Yeah. And I, like I think the trial and error. And I think the thing is too, it's not, it's not a binary yes or no. It's like Cymbalta worked in a lot of ways, but it also didn't work. And when it didn't work, it didn't work very poorly. Like Cymbalta is this thing that made me very like um, emotional like, I'm sure you noticed it before we went into quarantine, but, like, I started getting hair triggered to even, like, songs to make me cry for a while. Um, and there was other things that were going on, too. But even when I kind of, like, had my life level out, I still felt like sometimes I was still just, like, either not happy, like, for a- any good reason, which is depression. I mean, really? So, like, <laughs> or I would be kind of, like, overly emotional about something it doesn't matter so that was the decision we're going to wean off Cymbalta and uh my doctor said okay you take this three times a day take it two times a day for two days and then one time a day for one day or two days and then stop taking it well I usually forget to take my bedtime pills um so I've already been under dosing (laughs) not to a large degree not to a large degree. I I usually get it right, but there's just like some weeks where like I'm busy at work and I forget maybe like a lunchtime one here or there. But my bedtime ones, I got I was really bad for like the last like couple of weeks. But I thought that would make it easier for me to get off symbols. So I was like, all right, I'm already taking more close to like two and a half a day in terms of average. Um so I, you know, like started to wean off of it and the ones when I took like two a day, I was completely fine. There wasn't like any kind of change in me. And I don't know why, but I had this hubris, like it was going to be okay. Like I'd be maybe a little sad one day and then we were going to be fine. And you were right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Bye everybody. Uh, no. <laughs> Basically, I I did have a triggering event, I guess you could say, but also the triggering event was a such a non-event that like I shouldn't have reacted the way I did. Um, you should have Isabel on to talk about that. <laughs> my freaking damn. wife. <laughs> Someone take my wife, please. <laughs> Seriously, take her. We're a take my wife podcast wife guys here no but like i was just like uh i had this moment and honestly let's say if i hadn't transitioned off any pills i probably would have been sad that day because it was a sunday and you know how sundays just they're like if you're gonna be sad about something yeah you're gonna sit there and think how the eagles lost and then also this thing and um it made me sad and uh I started having a really bad day and started getting really down on myself. And that Sunday was the first day I was just taking one Cymbalta. And I was like, that seems like it's still this event because, you know, like I found out midday that, you know, I, what had happened and I took my pill around midday. So I should be fine still to have this in my system. It's not like I've really missed a dose yet. Um, So that day wasn't even really like as horrible as it could have been it was just like it kind of even was me kind of being like yeah you're upset but like you're gonna be fine tomorrow 
And I knew I had a big work week ahead, so I was like, I couldn't take a mental health day, but I was like, this will be fine. I'll just work through it. Because you know how us Irish are. We'll just work through our yeah. pain. And then we'll... Repression, repression, And then we'll die. There's no release. That is the Irish way. <laughs> An Irish goodbye is not, like, indicative of our ability to, like get out of things easily and Irish goodbye is just like an unsatisfying end. Uh, and that's what it is with all of us and our, our, our bad feelings. Uh, no, but anyway, so I, I basically wake up for work and who wants to do anything on a Monday? So I was like, all right, maybe I got a case of the, the Moondies. And, um, I take like my last pill ever and, um, thinking that's should be fine. And I'm still a little upset, but then I'm like, oh, but I only took one pill yesterday, so maybe now I'm starting to come down. And I'm upset about this one thing that happened, but now I'm upset about this other thing that is totally unrelated. That, like, I don't, I know why I would connect them, but, like, I don't know why I would be like, oh, but now this is completely doomed, too. And then it was, like, freaking out about, like, work. And then just, I don't know, it just, and then floodgates open. I was just crying all day on and off. And I just felt like completely worthless. I couldn't, I couldn't see a reason to be alive. I wanted to quit my stream. I literally woke up one day. I was like, I, I think I'm going to um, end the stream today. And my friends were like, you don't want to even do that. And I was like, yes, I do. I'm just going to tweet out. It's dead. And they're like, you don't want to do that. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> um... But I just like I, I all of a sudden was sapped of all my serotonin, serotonin, and um, there's like literally like Cymbalta is known for a thing where like when I was on it, and I told you about this, and I, I think I talked about it on the podcast something called serotonin syndrome. Did you remember hearing about that? No, I don't. Well, um, and if I did, I would still ask you to explain for anyone that doesn't. <laughs> I, of course I would, but I'm just saying. I, wanted, I was wondering if you remember. But basically, uh, I found out this um, because basically drug interactions like is what the concern was with me, like taking, you know, stopping Cymbalta and starting effects or the new drug. And what drug interactions mean are basically drugs – they interact when you take them at the same time and don't interact well. But I mean that people know that now, like that's smoking weed and drinking. That's like you getting faded, as they say, cross faded. Those are just drug interactions. Like it's a different experience when they're together than just one alone. When it's mental health drugs though, it's dangerous. So I found out because I Googled one day, oh, can I take Mucinex with this? Turns out I couldn't. I couldn't take anything that had like, um, you know, like cough syrup or something like that in it. And it said no adrenaline. Clearly, like, you know, all the drugs say no alcohol, but no cocaine. And I was like, okay, obviously as well. But I was <laughs> that like, has, that has. Oh, you broke up for a second. I missed. I missed. Sorry, I a, a phone call was coming in. I, I I said that particular drug interaction has actually come up in conversation between you and I. <laughs> yes, but anyway, um, it basically is called serotonin syndrome, and basically, of my Cymbalta, if I take another drug that is supposed to kind of like amp you up such as an amphetamine of any sort. So like if I took an Adderall or if I even took like a, like Sudafed, I could go to serotonin syndrome, which sounds cool. Cause it sounds like you're just overdosing on serotonin, but I could have a, a stroke seizure or go into a coma. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, that I do remember that now. Yeah. So that, that was the risk of, Symbolta itself, and that's where it's like my even my um, psych was like, well, it, it's hard to even say that Symbolta didn't help you because, like, once you were off it, you were pretty bad. And even the days that weren't so like um, so dramatic, uh, I, I still had some pretty bad like days. But 
the first two days of the week, Monday and Tuesday, I was just basically hiding from the fact that my coworkers, because we're all remote right now, but you know, I didn't want them to know that um, I was like life endingly crushed by nothing like that. That just that, the empty feeling of like all your dreams and hopes have been crushed, but nothing happened to do it. I just had that feeling for two days. Jeez. And I, yeah. And I didn't want to live. Obviously I just like, I knew why, like, and I knew I just had to survive, but um, I, I was trying to find the silver linings and I couldn't do it. And it was, I, my therapist had to tell me a thing called a uh, flashback protocol, which is more for PTSD. But it basically like, if you get stuck in a thought process that could be based on something from the past, or you're thinking about somebody from the past or something you did with them, it's some things you can say out loud to kind of bring you back to the present moment. Um, but that, that was just the two days that I had. And I really just, I don't know. I haven't felt that bad since before I started taking uh, medication, I don't think. And it, it kind of makes me like even like laugh a little bit. And now to say, I can't believe I lived a life once where I'd never took medication and these type of breakdowns would happen a lot. Yeah. Like that was my life once. What's it like, like in the middle of that where you know the reason for it, but like, and you know that it will, I like, it's supposed to go away once you start the new medication, but like, that doesn't necessarily help in the moment. Like, what do you like well, when you know, when you know that in your brain, but like it, your brain is also like making you feel these other things. How do you cope with that? Well, it, it's, it's hard. And the thing that we always talk about in therapy is how like emotions aren't rational. And when you're in that really like down moment, it, it's hard to um, say what's real and what's fake. Like if I said, uh, I haven't heard from Bobby in a few days, Bobby hates me. Now, like that could be true. It probably isn't. That's probably an irrational thought for me to just randomly have. But the thing is, it's like, you know, when it's other things like, oh, um, I'm doing bad at my job. You're probably like, no, I'm probably not doing bad at my job. But then you're already in a bad mindset. So how do you get yourself to say, well, what's how are you really doing at your job? Like, you're not going to give an accurate rating either way. Yeah. Even if you give yourself a somewhat accurate boost. Okay. So, so like I've had thoughts bouncing around my head, and sometimes it's like, "Hey, no, that's not real," or "Hey, I talked that through, and I I was pretty clear and like felt pretty good that that's not what I wanted, even though I feel a different emotion now because I'm sad or something." Um, so you try to remind yourself those things, like if you were ever like you know things like if you ever broke up with somebody and like had a chance to get back together with them. That's a classic example of somebody being like, okay, uh, what do I do? Um, you know, you kind of go back and forth and then you make a decision and you kind of stick with it. And then like, you know, you could always second guess that, but you generally know your decision. Fine. Whatever. You made your decision you move on. When you're in a spiral like that, you might even just say to yourself, oh, yeah, like, why would you pick the the other road? Because, you know, you're never going to have anything like literally like you're just grasping for straws. You're like, oh, you should have went back because that was your only option ever. And that's just a like an idea your brain plants in your head that is so like evil and mean that even if you like missed out and that person really actually was the one for you your brain is still not even saying like there's plenty of fish in the sea your brain is telling you that your boat has a giant hole in it and you just ran out of flex seal hmm. like that's that's basically like i i had thoughts ping-ponging in my head constantly saying like different things that i didn't believe 
or want to believe or started to believe because it's just the, the negative feedback chamber saying, well, if you feel this bad or somebody treated you this way or, um, you know, you feel pathetic, why wouldn't somebody else look at you and think the same thing? Okay. That's tough. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, that's unfair. It's obviously it's very, <laughs> it's very snake eats tail. Yeah. And everybody knows that. But, ag- um, but again, like that intellectually doesn't help in the moment. I'm sure. Yeah. It, it It's not. And I mean, for me, I was obviously going through like brain chem- chemicals, a little bit more scrambled coming off a drug. So like, Irrational thought was kind of to be expected, but those happen, you know, when I'm on the drugs, when I'm off the drugs to a lot of people who have, you know, mental health, uh, you know, experiences where they either temporarily or permanently, you know, we all have times where we second guess ourselves in terms of even like our self-esteem. Um, but just when you're on a, a real like depression spiral, it's different for everybody, but I, I know for me, it really saps my ability to believe that, you know, like any kind of joy could exist. And I can tell you a week later off from that, almost, I feel so much better. And I do believe joy could exist. I can smile legitimately and be happy. But in those moments, I didn't, I, I even convinced myself on Monday and Tuesday that my new drug wasn't going to work wasn't going to work fast enough to the point that I was going to hurt myself before that. Sheesh. Yep. So that was Monday, Tuesday. And I'm going to bring up uh, a webpage here uh, called drugwatch.com for Cymbalta's withdrawal symptoms because we're going to talk about some of the the lesser uh, ones. So the good news is Wednesday when I woke up, um, I think I was feeling a little bit better. And then Thursday I had a little bit worse morning, but either way, I wasn't like crying either of those days. I wasn't in a huge depression. I was just a little sad. I could feel myself like kind of coming out of it. Um, but here are the most, uh, like common, uh, side effects for like withdrawal from Cymbalta, um, nightmares, Headache, fatigue, vomiting, insomnia, anxiety, vertigo, irritability, tingling or prickling sensations of the skin. So these are like the more like common, uh, just like bodily ones. Um, So is that just your nerves going crazy? Like as far as the tingling sensation of the skin or like what is that? that, That's what I would think. Um, But Here's some other ones um, that I want, I want to get into your, your brain here. Um, quitting Cymbalta abruptly may bring on severe withdrawal symptoms that can last for weeks or even months. To avoid such symptoms, the drug manufacturer recommends gradually reducing dosage and stopping the drug, which I did. Symptoms of this phenomenon, known as Cymbalta discontinuation syndrome, include severe nausea, dizziness, and electric shock-like sensations in the head called brain zaps or brain shivers. Some patients who reported symptoms become so sick they are unable to go to work and some need to be treated in the hospital. Brain zaps sounds like something that like Nick Miller from New Girl would say that he gets. Yeah. And like and think that is a normal thing that ever that happens to everyone. Did you have did, yeah. did you experience that? I think so. <laughs> um and I don't know for sure. So it might have been vertigo because I never really had vertigo much before. But I think I had brain zaps because I could have sworn on this page I read ringing in the ears. But it must have been the tingling. Something about ringing in the ears. Um, basically, out of the, the ones that we read, nightmares. I always have nightmares, even on the drugs. Um, headache. I started getting headaches, fatigue. Yeah. Vomiting, I think I was, like, nauseous for a little bit, but I never vomited. Insomnia, I did have trouble, like, getting to sleep and, like, waking up again, um, which that drug was helping with a lot. Anxiety was going along with insomnia. Yeah, obviously. Vertigo, yes. 
irritability, yes. But I had this situation where basically, and I noticed it first when I was like wearing my headphones where I would just like look left or right suddenly. And it basically felt like a whooshing inside of my head with a ringing in both of my ears. Like just basically like if a ringing in my ears went right through from one side of my ear to the other. So it felt like a zap. So I think I had brain zaps. Hmm. Jesus. That sounds, yeah. um, you know, sounds not good. You'd prefer to not have brain zaps. What is Vertigo, by the way? Honestly, I, I know it basically from the U2 song and from, um, uh, what's her name? Um, from Arrested Development. Oh. Lois? Uh, whatever. Oh, wait. There's That's a character the in Arrested Development who's always falling over because they have vertigo. Oh, is that um, Lucille? She, yeah, yeah Lucille, Lucille too. too. Uh, so, like, what? Just like a loss of balance? Or, like, so it's feeling not... un- unmoored from your gravitational center or something? It sort of, it's like, um, you know, like obviously there's people who are afraid of heights, including myself. So when I go up to something like that is too high for me, I feel like kind of like a dropping in my stomach and like a little bit like lightheaded. Um, vertigo is similar to that, but it's more like you're kind of like lightheaded and the room, it's not really... I want to say shaking, at least in my experience, I could be completely misdiagnosing even my vertigo. It wasn't like necessarily shaking, but it wasn't like on solid ground. It kind of felt like not that I was like, like I didn't feel in myself that I was wobbly or something or losing balance. I felt like the room around me wasn't like staying on a stable plane. Okay. Yeah. Um, that sounds unpleasant as well. Yeah. But that wasn't that, that bad as compared to like, I could deal two days of that. Like that really isn't a big deal. And then Friday is when I've got my new pill, uh, after work, but like Friday I started work and I think I was mostly just fine for the day and just was antsy to obviously go get my new pill. But, um, yeah, so that, that's my time getting off of, uh, Cymbalta. Do you have any specific questions? Do you want to know how many, how many people, uh, in this one 2005 analysis, uh, experience withdrawal symptoms is it a percentage yeah um i'm gonna say uh 60 uh two so it's only um for this one trial 44.3 percent of patients who quit experience withdrawal versus 22.9 in the placebo group which makes me laugh really hard that you uh, had a placebo sucks. drug <laughs> and you felt withdrawal symptoms. Um, but they you say you don't even get the good chemicals. You yeah. just get the bad ones. Uh, that's, a, they say, that's a bad brain to have. Yeah. They say drugs of this type overall, though. Um, it's 46 to 78% of patients experience two or more symptoms. Okay. So... I mean, that's up to kind of, almost the vast majority, kind of, on the higher yeah, end. Yeah, so that's just drugs with, like, a very short half-life. So, like, 12 hours, meaning, like, it gets out of your body in 12 hours. Hmm. I think. Why don't they make drugs where the withdrawal symptoms are good instead? I guess that's, like, um, my, that's a, a high-level question we can address with scientists. I think they should do that instead of uh, having bad withdrawal symptoms. Oh, I think I can answer this one, actually. Okay. Um, So let's break down what withdrawal is. Uh, Withdrawal means you stop taking a drug, right? And Mm -hmm. you're like, you're you're getting used to not having the drug, right? Yeah. We talked about this briefly at the beginning of the uh, quarantine because that was the reason that liquor stores and stuff had to stay open. Yeah. Um, drugs are good. I have to agree. Hearty, yeah, so, hearty two thumbs up from me. 
So not having something good kind of sucks. That's that's why. Okay. You can't have good withdrawal symptoms because something bad's happening. You know, it confuse the brain. I just think that it would make uh, like quitting things much easier. Like if if withdrawal for quitting smoking was like you're really happy for a little while. Like that would be <laughs> people would be it would be way easier to quit smoking. So I think that uh, we need to get on top of that. I don't think they deserve that. Um, do you want to talk about starting a new drug? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Yeah, so obviously I've already talked with Chris Jones on one episode about starting medication overall and adjusting to starting it for the first time. But this is the first time in a long time I've had to um, restart after not taking something for even a few days. Uh, the good news is... I didn't have any of the really heavy uh, mental um, stuff like, you know, like thoughts of suicide or like really emotional or mood swings or anything like that, which is really great that my body has like at least gotten that tolerance. And it's also been kind of working on, um, you know, making my mood better already uh, after only taking it for um, a little over a uh week now about like eight days um but let's let's talk about why i'm a huge dumbass um so i knew that on the 18th of september i was going to be a a busy man because it was a busy day at work so busy that i took a shower during my lunch break i had my psych right after work like had to go run there. And then after my psych, I wanted to get my new drug and be able to take it. And then I was going up to goose Island to a friend's birthday party for, um, a friend that, you know, Bobby, Tim, um, and we were just going to their after beer garden. They got a really actually good, uh, beer garden out there for social distancing. And it was just a couple of us and I get there and, over the past couple of days, I, I hadn't been treating myself too well. That's why I had a shower during lunchtime. Um, you know, I hadn't really been like eating much or anything, drinking a lot of, you know, Pepsis to, to cope. And I give my friend his present, say hello. And I see there's a big uh, jar of water and everybody's just got plastic cups. And I realize there's not a six plastic cups. So I have to I literally wait for the waiter to order water. Um, so I'm just like catching up, not feeling too great, not feeling too great. I just, I get, I feel real dehydrated. I'm like, ah, I just feel like, yeah, just that, that real dehydrated feeling. And then my stomach starts hurting and it's, it's pretty common for new medication to sometimes mess with your stomach. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to the bathroom real quick. And I start to walk away from the table, and then I do one of those disgusting burps that are very clearly not just a burp. And then I get a little bit further, and then I'm on the floor, and I am puking up almost nothing at Goose Island's Beer Garden. Oh, God. That always feels good. You're never embarrassed when that happens. Yeah, especially because they come up and they go, how much did he drink? And they go, he just got here. He has drank nothing. <laughs> so I'm like, I literally like looks like just ugh, like Jesus. saliva. Like it's just gross. But they, I, I tell them it's, it was a new medication. So they call an ambulance for me. They give me a sweatshirt for free. So that's cool. I saw that. Um, but they call an ambulance for me. I get in the ambulance and they do my vitals and I'm like completely fine vitals wise. So I get them to release me from going to the hospital. Thank God. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm not fucking paying for an ambulance ride when I know I just need to eat something. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> so they get me out of the ambulance. They gave me some water. Finally, my friend just drive me home. I eat a little bit of food completely fine after that. Not, not even a single incident. And that's just another proof of, literally don't be stupid take care of yourself like if you're gonna take a new medication maybe take that with some food before even if it doesn't say it 
that has nothing to do with mental illness drugs. That is literally just medication 101. But of course, on my friend's fucking birthday, it was on his birthday too. It's not one of those things where it's like, we'll celebrate Friday. Nope, on his birthday, he has to see his one friend just lying on the floor in the middle of the beer garden and come up to him and be like, are you going to die? And me being like, I can't really talk, but think I'll be fine. <laughs> God, that sounds awful. I just, I don't know how believable our podcast is sometimes. Even I'm like, come on. <laughs> That's like, you know how many most, times? This just, just that happening at the most cursed possible time is yeah. so, as in character for you as drinking a Pepsi. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like I, I was laying there, and there was no point in me laying there thinking I'm gonna die. It was me laying there thinking, "Yeah, this makes sense. This is where I should be right now." I even remember thinking, like, getting to my friend's party and being like, "Huh, I'm relieved. I made it. <laughs> Nothing untoward is gonna happen now." Yeah, smooth, smooth sailing from here on out. Yeah, I hit the ground. Go home. The rest of the weekend was not eventful. And then I get to work on Monday and I found out I completely fucked up the most important thing. The day it was supposed to be submitted. So that was great. Just It was just... I'm fine now, but it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ugh. it has certainly been a couple weeks the last couple of weeks since since we talked a lot has happened not only yeah. not only in your personal life but like in uh national events yeah and i think you know we're going to probably be talking on a lot of those soon um so i don't want to like overstep on our uh potential other episodes but you know that that's always in the background too of like where I'm at right now. You know, it's, it's a complete isolation because of a pandemic. Like we, like nobody really has to be reminded that, but also why you're just naturally furious at the world and you're thinking to yourself, there's no reason for me to live. And you're looking at the world where like the bad things are happening. You're like, well, why would I try? <laughs> like, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happier today to say that I, I care and want to try, but it's been very infuriating to, to you know, look at the news and, um, you know, to just see that like not even a single person's talking in good faith. So it's just like, you know, I was, I thought I was the crazy one coming off the, the mental health drug, but like, I, I don't know who the fuck's telling the truth anymore. Yeah. You could sort of say that America is, metaphorically on the ground in Goose Island peeking up nothing. Yeah. It's chockerified. <laughs> I was uh down the shore a couple weeks, maybe a month ago. Um and it was my my buddy's birthday, so I was hanging out with him and some friends from uh college who I hadn't seen in got I mean since probably well before uh quarantine started. And I was talking to one kid who is um like him and his dad are both like Republicans, which fine, whatever. Like mostly just don't talk politics with them. I, I can get along with them fine and kind of think that the expectation to cut off people who are, who are like that from your life is a little bit ridiculous. Um, but I, I was talking to him. He was like, yeah, like sometimes I look at your Twitter and I'm just like, you're like just mad all the time. Like, I wish that you could chill out. I was like, like, yeah, I, I guess I kind of am like low level mad all the yeah. time. Like even, even, no, even, I was actually thinking about this, <laughs> even, even not being like, um, having like glaring mental health problems or like being in, uh, necessarily an, an affected, like, you know, a person of color, a woman, um, you know, LGBTQ, any of those letters, um, well, like as privileged as I am, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I guess I am low level mad, um, just in the background. All like, <laughs> like, you know, when you're on a computer and there's an ad playing on a tab and you can't find it, 
and you're just like where is that yeah that's <laughs> that's just like what being mad is for me like even when there's a, a bunch of other stuff going on and i'm like talking jovially jovially on a podcast watching college football it's just like always in the background i am a little bit mad yeah it's a little different for me but i definitely had that moment this week looking at it and thinking like well more last week when i was in you know obviously a, a much worse state i just kept thinking you know how could anybody like me like there's not a single like positive thing said on my twitter and i was like you know, I, I kind of left Twitter from Code Rand and started a new one. So, like, I don't have as much people. It's not like every tweet's going to get even a like. Like, I don't care. I don't need that. But, I, like, even, like, looking to my own timeline, I was like, I kind of missed the days where I just, I could detach from a lot of these things and make jokes that were just so stupid that they made no sense at all. But I can't because I just need, like, so many different things to be different in the world now because I'm too aware. Yeah, I like consciously try to do that. Like, if I, I was saying in our group chat today that like people being like falsely sanctimonious or what I perceive to be falsely sanctimonious has been like just really getting on my nerves lately. So if I like say something that's really serious, I like <laughs> I immediately am like, okay, I need to get out of that mode right now because otherwise i'm just gonna go crazy and say something insanely stupid so like if i'm tweeting about uh abortion rights or whatever um the next thing that i'll do is like (laughs) this and then this is a thing that i've been doing for a while now that drives is a little bit crazy is i will i'm just always like replacing the lyrics in a song uh with uh to make it about uh sucking my dick or something so, have you seen that like video of Miley Cyrus doing Heart of Glass? That's- no, but I've heard of you explain to me that you try to ex- make songs about sucking your dick. Yeah. So, if <laughs> when I, when I find myself getting too serious, I'll just sing to myself, "Sucking on my ass, sucking on my ass, sucking on my ass, sucking on my ass." <laughs> I'm like, okay. Huh? It's it's always good to remember that I'm insanely stupid and I should not take myself that seriously. Well, I do think there is some level of like, I want to tweet like, hey, I'm not this much a miserable person, but like, if I'm going to be on fucking Twitter, I'm going to yell about the things that Twitter is for. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't that, like if you talk to a- me in person, I'm not going to talk about fucking Lindsey Graham that much. Yeah, I mean, at all. Yeah, almost never. Yeah, we, that might be the first time we've said his name on, on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, it's the, like the last time. I, the last I, time he was relevant to me. Sorry to interrupt again. Last time he was relevant to me was in the TikTok where the guy was like talking about the gun you want me to shoot Lindsey Graham with. That that was the last time he was relevant to me. <laughs> Um, yes. So Sorry, I was Christine. I was basically gonna say that like sometimes um, there'll be like a tweet going around that's like, do you think that um, Twitter's like your Twitter's like a good representation of yourself, or like is it is it accurate? Does it like what? You talking to me? I just heard something about there is yeah i actually had something playing in the background okay sorry i thought you were talking but it didn't happen so we had that awkward moment we're gonna leave it in so people can see that we're real people too you can approach us we're friendly that awkward awkward moment great movie outstanding uh fashion accessories in that movie um so anyway basically what i was saying was that like it's your the stuff that you like tweet is not necessarily a holistic representation of who you are unless you want it to be. So if you're just being like, oh, if I'm on here, I'm gonna be trying to do my small part to like make things better, then that's completely different than if you're also like, I'm gonna do that and I'm also gonna tweet like 
what if I said sucking on my ass instead of heart of glass in heart of glass by Blondie? <laughs> if that makes sense. That song originally by Blondie. Yeah. I only knew the Christina Perry version. Um, Christina anyhow. Perry. She, no, that's jar of jar of hearts. Jar of hearts. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Then I thought they're the same song. Who fuck cares? I don't even know if that's her name. Um, no, is, I get what you're yeah. saying though. Um, it's just I don't know. It's it's so hard in quarantine right now. It literally like I've told myself, oh, I lost all these friends, and it's like, no, you didn't. Like you can't. Like you just you just can't lose these friends. They're just not accessible to you. Like it's not that you lost them as friends. We just can't go to Adobe Saturday night. Like yeah, <laughs> we can't do karaoke. Like that's not the same thing. It's not. And I mean, I'm sure there's some people that like I probably won't like reconnect with as strong just because the connection wasn't as strong going into quarantine, and maybe that's what cuts it off. But it's not like. I'm going to come in, come out and be like, hey, guys, just to let you know, um, I'm big into wearing, like, really annoying loud chains everywhere I go. So if you can't adjust to it, I'm going to just find a new friend group. Um, that being said, I am wearing big, annoying chains everywhere now, Bobby. Uh, so if you could circulate that now just to get that on people's mind. All right. So that people that are prepared so that after yeah. quarantine, they know. What they should be out for chain-wise? Yeah, tell them Google um, any of the Kingdom Heart games and just look at what Sora's got rocking on. Um, I don't think my pants will be that poofy, but he's definitely wearing too many chains. I don't know. Maybe consider going with the poofy pants as well. I'm trying. Really, really poofy capri pants with uh, big old clown shoes. Could be the next one. I'm trying. the The problem is that um, I'm trying not to clog up the postal service because I don't want to fuck up the election. Hmm. That is an actual fucking thought I had. I was about to order something, and I was like, I shouldn't do this. What if it's accidentally U- USPS, and then they can't deliver ballots? And then I <laughs> laughed at myself some more because I realized that didn't matter either. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> He's going to fuck us. Yeah. I'm just going to die. I'm not because of the meds. <laughs> I was talking to a lady outside the other day who was going around like giving people reminders um, for to like fill out the census. And That's she was... For, I forgot. Do it. Go online. It's easy. And she was like, I, she's like, I, I can't get the like Wanamaker house to do it or something. And I was like, oh, wow, shocking that like the rich people would not want yeah. to fill out a census so that their people like aren't accurately represented. I, yeah, I'm, but I know doesn't that, it just give us more funding, like from the government? I think it can affect um, the amount of representatives and um, electoral college votes. True, but I think like if you're it like some of your funding is based on um how many people like your federal funding is based on how many people you have. Yeah. Well all of that. So <laughs> so doing the so doing the census is definitely a double edged sword. Uh, you're gonna be funding you... the cops. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you fucking mm. pig. <laughs> no, actually do the census. It's actually important. It's better to have the representatives yeah. than Here's the how... funding. We'll, we'll we'll get the funding move later because we need to do that shit. Yeah, it's good to have more money. We just need to then have representatives that do things with it that aren't give it to. We cops. just need to parody so, some people's parodies. I was actually really thinking about like how sick it would be to go down to city hall today and parody a bunch of uh, the Proud Boys that are there. Yeah, I was thinking. Just go out of, in a blaze of glory. Parodying a window till the parody parodies. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So things seem better for me on the the drugs now. I don't think there's any special stories that even really came out of it. It was just 
Sad, sad, sad. Um, and then there was a funny story at the end because, of course, there was. I literally, I literally was like, the nightmare is. <laughs> That's my life. Right, anything else you want to close with, Bobby? Um, got any plugs? No, I don't have any plugs. Um, this is it. It's good to talk about this stuff. Like, this is not something that. I feel like it gets talked about all that much. And I'm sure there's based on uh, what I see from my, our group of friends from Twitter, every single person on earth uh, has mental health problems. So <laughs> except me <laughs> pretty fucking rude. Good job. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is something that a lot of people are going through and not a lot of people are talking about. So it's, it's always good to, I mean that that's kind of like I like I, I joked that we were getting back to our roots talking about depressed Cody, but like that that really is the mission statement of the podcast if there is one, to like talk about this mental health stuff that people experience but don't necessarily talk about openly in polite company. Yeah. All right, Bobby's plugging mental health. Okay. Pretty yes. weird for inserting <laughs> the podcast. Um I'll continue to plug my Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Um It's September right now. Might not be if you're listening a little bit later. Uh, I'm about to go live, but I'm not publishing this right away, so you won't hear that either. But if you do happen to catch me on uh, watch the, my watch the VODs. VOD. If, if you do happen to catch me in any of the September, September streams, uh, subscriptions are on sale, especially for longer term ones. Um, which will give you my emotes, which are um, stupid yet uh, fun and enjoyable, including Krusty the Clown. And if we can keep getting more subscribers, we can keep adding to those emotes. And you guys know me. Maybe I'll throw that yeet meat in there. Bobby, tell him about the yeet meat. Yes, Cody, um, he likes sending dick pics unsolicited to women. No, it's a burger patty that says yeet on it. God oh. damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby's not actually on <laughs> the stream not, much. Should I not have mentioned the, the other thing? Well, I mean, that's <laughs> consensual. Is it? Better be. You, I, I feel know. like you would have said no by now. Um, I don't know. Let's let's move on. Okay. People can decide. For, people can decide for themselves whether that was serious. Yeah. Just more of that after. Anywho, uh, that's all I have. You, you just plugged mental health. That was kind of weird. Um, yeah, be mentally what, healthy. That's my recommendation. That's that's Bobby's recommendation. Uh, my recommendation is that if you are bothered by anything that you can't talk out with your friends and feel like it will be resolved in like a week or two, it is something that you should probably consider talking to a therapist about. No pressure, but... It's definitely something that uh, you won't even understand the power of uh, talking to a professional and getting past things that could really be holding you back. All right, Bobby, you have the very last word. Go ahead. Danger.